Hello, and welcome to the IDI, a podcast buying for market access professionals. I'm your host, Ira Apfel. In each episode, we conduct in-depth interviews to help you optimize your value strategy and commercialization and help people access the healthcare they deserve. The IDI is presented by Valuate Health Consultancy. Follow Valuate on LinkedIn or visit us at valuatehealth.com to learn more. Today on the IDI, ChatGPT comes to market access. You knew it was going to happen, but you probably didn't think it would happen this quickly. But here we are. ChatGPT, the artificial intelligence tool that generates text and allows you to have human-like conversations, was released or unleashed in November of last year. Since then, ChatGPT has taken the world by storm, making social media and the internet yesterday's news. And there are other AI tools to accompany ChatGPT, such as MidJourney, which generates images based on descriptions from text or words. Seemingly, every industry is experimenting with ChatGPT, MidJourney, and other AI tools, in part because they have the potential to transform every industry. Pharma is no exception. Imagine asking ChatGPT to write a business plan to navigate market access for your new drug treatment. Well, ChatGPT can do that for you, and it can do it in seconds, and I know because I've done it. My guest today is also experimenting with ChatGPT and other AI tools for market access, and you can see his results on LinkedIn. Bill Pinger is the Senior Vice President, Director of Digital Growth and Operations for Entree Health, where he focuses on creating products and delivery of the company's digital tactics. Bill also holds a Bachelor of Science degree from Rutgers and an MBA from Moravian College. But for the purposes of today's discussion, what's most relevant about Bill is that he may be the biggest evangelist for AI in pharmaceutical market access today. And now that includes using AI to generate a market access newsletter, which Bill will happily tell you all about in today's episode. So without further ado, Here's Bill Pinger. Bill, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ira. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. It's uh, We're going to talk about an exciting topic today, so uh, I've been really looking forward to it. I have too, especially since I, I stumbled upon your, uh, your, your newsletter um, a, a week or two ago, and it really excited me, and uh, it's kind of a really uh, cutting-edge topic for uh, pharma and market access. But first, I want to start by kind of... Uh, laying out table stakes here and which is how do you define ai artificial intelligence and chat gpt and is for, for listeners is chat gpt kind of a subset of ai what do you think yeah so there's you know i think we've been using ai um now whether we whether we really know it or not um a lot of us have alexa devices or have been using siri on our phones um, you know, in, in the pharma space, we've been using chatbots and in, in certainly probably in other industries as well. Um, and those, to some degree, are, are AI, right? They are programmed to respond to certain prompts. Um, but, but AI today has taken that a bit further um, in that we are now using uh, generative AI. And that's what we're, we're hearing the term uh, more so today than, than in the past. In generative AI, uh, allows us to create text um, or images or or even getting into more media um, based upon, you know, natural language, natural uh, prompts. Okay. And so ChatGPT is is is, is a, the uh, the online uh, program that was released, I think, to the public uh, around six months or so ago that kind yeah, of takes last this year. last year. 
and that that takes yep. kind of generative uh, prompts uh, and then and then kind of creates uh, text and, and visuals, as you said, is that correct? Yeah, so ChatGPT is a, is a, is a tool uh, created by a company by the name of OpenAI. Um, there's been, uh, you know, some competition um, now created by Google. It's a tool called Bard, um, which is doing something similar. Um, Microsoft has bought into ChatGPT, uh, and they are certainly using it um, both within uh, Azure and um, with um, within Bing. Um, and there are countless of tools being created uh, off of ChatGPT today. Uh, it's really even hard to keep track of the number of tools that are being created off of ChatGPT. Um, but ChatGPT is essentially a tool that allows you to um, have an AI look at content uh, and then essentially uh, generate responses uh, as if as if a human would. Okay, and so you can create text and you can create as as you've done now uh, an AI uh, you know newsletter. Uh, mm -hmm. that you can find on LinkedIn and you, you can subscribe to on LinkedIn based on ChatGPT, uh, you know, uh, programming. Is that correct? Yeah. So I have taken, uh, I've created this, um, what essentially is a periodic uh, article called AI Insights uh, into Market Access. Uh, and I use tools, uh, not just ChatGPT, but I'll use um, Bard. Um, I'll use Bing's new um, which AI, which is, which is working off of ChatGPT. To, to basically answer a question uh, for me. And the, and the questions are typically at this point, um, pharma marketing or, or market access related. Um, and, and, and it will essentially research articles and answer the question that I posed. Um, and I can narrow the scope of um, you know, the background that it's using. And I typically say, uh, here's my question, use news articles or scholarly articles you know, to provide your response. I can I can indicate how many words I want to use or, or you know, limit that so it's not writing a novel <laughs> um, and, and indicate um, to cite its resources. Now, listen, it's not always perfect. Um, for example, ChatGPT's uh, references only go up through 2021, um, where, you know, you can get a little bit more uh, information or more current information um, through Bing and through Google, um, you know, so it's worth verifying. And I, and I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more when we talk about the impact of, of AI um, on, on our workplace. Yeah, I want to um, back up just a, a little bit and, and kind of get your, um, your uh, perspective or your, uh, uh, your memory, if you will, about um, when you first heard about ChatGPT and you, I don't know, maybe you, you saw an article about it or you heard something about it. Uh, whatever it was, six months ago, year ago, whatever. What was your reaction? Did you immediately think, wow, that's a great fit for market access and pharma? Or did you think, hmm, I don't know, is this a threat or it doesn't really apply even? Yeah, you know, I've been in technology a long time. I'll leave out the number of years. Um, but I've seen a lot of new technology come in and, and play itself out. Um, and to be honest, I, I really, at this point in my career, I don't get terribly excited about uh, a lot of new technology, um, but I am very excited about AI. Uh, I simply think that it's it's easy enough for most people to use. I do think it offers uh, a benefit for many of us in, in many different roles. 
Uh, and it, it is one of those technologies that's going to make our lives easier. I think it's going to be in, as impactful as um, you know Google is today for many of us. Um, and and we'll see. Certainly for market access, you can pick the tech, the uh, industry. I think it's going to be impactful to that industry. Yeah, and, and how does it potentially fit for market access? Would you uh, would you say? Yeah, well, I think you know, even if you take a step back and just talk about pharma in general, I think. Um, if you look at large amounts of data, uh, AI is certainly going to be used to analyze that data um, and provide, you know, summaries or um, insights into that data faster than we've seen in the past. I think, um, you know, it can be used to, um, you know, look at um, things like clinical trial uh, data and provide insights into that. Um, you know, I think any of the large data models uh, can be applied um, from that respect. But I also think that it's going to make a lot of our roles simply more efficient, um, whether it's, you know, creating content, um, you know, creating media. I think, you know, we can use that for idea creation. Um, you know, there's going to be several ways that you're going to be able to apply AI today in whether it's pharma, market access or, you know, just about any in industry. Now, you've, you, as you said before, you, you created this newsletter uh, on LinkedIn, AI Insights into Market Access, but you are not, you know, a, an editor by, by right. profession. That's not really what you do. You're more of an, an, right. an IT executive. So I'm, I'm wondering, wondering what prompted you to, you know, write uh, an AI market, market access uh, newsletter rather than, yeah. I don't know, apply more directly to your job right now. Yeah, that's a great question. I. You know, I think what what I see today when I read about AI is, is you know, people are already looking to the future of, you know, what can it do and, and driving towards that. There's all kinds of new tools being created, you know, daily, weekly. Like I said, it's it's hard to keep track. And I and I think that uh, I look for more practical ways that we can use it today. And I want to show people that, you know, while the ideas out there are, are, are wild and exciting, um, you know, there's things that we should start looking at today. Um, so you're right. I am uh, someone who's been in technology operations my whole life, um, you know, but I work at Entree Health, you know, who focuses on market access. And it was interesting to me to apply AI in a way that was, uh, I felt, meaningful to Entree Health and to market access. Um, and so it's helpful for me to, to create these articles that um, I feel help educate me on certain topics within market access and I think help other people realize, hey, we can use um, tools like ChatGPT or BART or Bing uh, to help gain insights into certain topics uh, in a quick and uh, efficient way. And so that's what I'm trying to point out. Um, I'm also trying to point out that, you know, today AI might not be perfect. I mean, most of the articles I think I've written, um, you know, I do take the time to verify the sources but I would love experts to look at that and say, you know what, I disagree with this or this is correct, uh, simply because we know at this stage of the AI tools, there are some inaccuracies. There are some things that, um, you know, you can you can look at and say, oh, that doesn't seem 100 percent right. Um, but I think we're so early in the AI evolution um, that it's only going to get better and it benefits us today to start using it. What was your process for? writing uh, the newsletter, uh, how do you um, activate the, these tools to make them generate text like that? 
Yeah, I mean, you can simply sign up for uh, ChatGPT. At the point that I did, there was a waiting list. Um, there's been a waiting list for most of these AI tools, but uh, it didn't take that long to get access to it. Um, most of these tools are free to use, um, so, but you know, the free version sometimes is a wait to to submit your prompt and get a response. Um, you know, but but most of them are free, and you can start using them today. Uh, so uh, anybody can just uh, get right in and and start. Uh, submitting prompts. Um, you know, I encourage everybody to give it a try and understand that uh, the the process of working with something like ChatGPT or Bing or, you know, even image creating tools like Midjourney, uh, it's an iterative process. You, you, you submit a prompt, you get a result, um, understand if that matches what you're looking for, and typically tweak that prompt um, to, to further kind of evolve the response to get what you're looking for. Uh, and I think the better we become at creating prompts that get what we want, um, the the you know the more efficient the AI tool is going to be for us. What kind of questions work for AI and ChatGPT and 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 Bard and, and and Bing and the like? And what kind of questions don't work? Yeah, that's a great question. I think you know right now for ChatGPT, what I'm finding is you know it's 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 only ingested information through 2021, so you know you can't ask it you know um, anything current. <laughs> uh, that seems to to be a struggle. Um, you know, I also think that you're seeing today that um, it gives you some feedback about um, you know certain types of questions that um, might relate to references offline. Um, you know, are difficult for ChatGPT, but I think those are only temporary. I think that those are things that ChatGPT is going to catch up uh, and and be very helpful. That's why I think it helps to try other tools. Um, you know, uh, Bing, um, Bard, which again are 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 either using ChatGPT or or um, or you know Google Bard's case, um, you know, using its own technology. You know, can really um, use current data. And, and really don't struggle with those uh, those types of errors that you might see with ChatGPT. Um, but otherwise, I think looking at uh, large amounts of information and summarizing it for us is, is a great way to use it. So let's go through um, a, a scenario. Let, let's 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 say that I'm coming to you, Bill. You're you're an IT uh, executive at, at Entree, and uh, I'm a market access executive. And I want to kind of use this in my job, and and I'm I'm just asking you, how would I use it? I mean, I literally walk me through what that process would be, and give me an example of how a market access uh, executive could use it. Yeah, sure. You know, so I I just had someone uh, reach out to me yesterday with a great use case that I thought was fantastic, and I think these use cases are, you know, coming up. New ones are coming up all the time. Um, uh. In this particular one, they were looking for a way to summarize the important takeaways from a particular conference, um, which is a great idea, right? You can find a lot of articles about a particular conference, um, news press releases and, and, and news articles. But, uh, you know, it would be difficult for an individual to just hunt all those down and, and pull out the key takeaways. Whereas, you know, something today you know, like like uh, Bard or Bing can do that for you. Um, with simply saying, you know, hey, look for the news articles um, dated from date X on for, you know, this particular conference and give me the takeaways um, 
as a person who works in market access. And it can do that for us. Um, and that's a, a very efficient way in, in a few minutes to come up with um, all the important topics that you want to share. So, I mean, that's that's a great use case. And I encourage that person to continue to do that. I think it's one of those things where you have to, you know, submit a prompt and, and kind of tweak it a little bit. Um, but there are so many other use cases. I think if you're a writer um, and you want to start generating ideas, it's a great way to, you know, start thinking about, well, this is the this is the content I want to provide, you know, create some content for me in, in this subject, in these parameters and and help generate those ideas. You could do the same thing with with images. Um, it, it's great for idea generation. I've been using uh, ChatGPT, playing around with it. I, I, I signed up and uh, I've even tried to use it for, for writing market access um, text and, and, and summaries. And what I found is that it's, it's good. It, it's astonishingly quick and it, it, it reads accurately. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, it seems a little high level. And I'm wondering yeah. if that's just because it's new or is it because I'm not asking specific enough questions or iterating specifically enough? What do you think? Yeah, I've seen that too. And I think that um, if I can tweak the prompt a little bit, you can ask it to go into more detail. And again, when you were saying before, what are some of the limitations? I found that if you push it, it'll come back and say, well, I, that's as much as I can do. <laughs> right. That's as far as I, that's as far as I can go. Um, but again, I, I think that we're just getting started um, with some of these AI tools, and I think they're only going to get better. Um, but I do think that's a that's a great uh, use case is to start. Um, you know, if you want to create some content, you know, I think today what a lot of people do when they want to create something is they look at what exists out there, and and the scope of what we know exists is fairly limited. When you were talking about ChatGPT, it's ingested you know, countless amounts of data, uh, that's going to certainly be much a wider uh, amount of data than, than we're, that's available to us, right, or that we're aware of. So when you ask it generate ideas, it's it's likely going to see some things or pull in some things that you might not be aware about and give you a good summary or, or start to put together some ideas. So that's why I think it's great for idea generation. One of the issues, of course, that uh, you know, the public is wrestling with with AI and, and ChatGPT and BARD and the like are uh, accounting for for bias and, and ensuring yep. ethical decision making. Sure. I found it interesting the other day that that Entree released its own policy about, uh, you know, using AI at work. And I'm not going to get yep. into it because that's it's, it's an Entree issue. But just the mm -hmm. fact that the, the 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 leaders at Entree were kind of thinking about that. Uh, was actually heartening in a way, but also yeah. I'm wondering what what should be taken into account, in, in, particularly from your perspective as a, an IT executive. Yeah, so I think there's a, a at least a couple of things that we should think about. One is when when you um, put data into an AI, uh, it's going to ingest that information, and it can then use that information for. Um, you know, future research. So I think we all need to be cautious about um, putting in any type of intellectual property into an AI, right? Because somebody else may be able to use it down the road. And so I think that's one of the initial cautious um, and, and rightfully so um, guidelines from any corporation is if it's, if it's private, if it's confidential, you wouldn't want to put it into a, a public AI. Um, I think the bias that you had mentioned before, I've seen it firsthand. I've, I've gone to, into um, 
image generating tools and asked it to create a, uh, for example, a website design. Um, and I have seen it generate, um, uh, for example, images of doctors and the images of the doctor in almost every case that I've seen. Um, when I asked it to design one for a website, it was an older white man, um, wow. which is, you know, very odd. So I think that, um, you know, the, the AI tools have ingested information that has been created by humans in the past. And, in, in, you know, humans, you know, have created um, all kinds of content, but humans are biased. And so that makes AI biased. And I think that, um, you know, we simply need to keep that in mind uh, when we're using these tools. You said you, you, you've already been talking to some market access uh, clients and executives about using these tools. And I'm wondering, what advice would you give clients uh, who, who are coming to you now um, to help them prepare or, or kind of wrestle with all these, these, these issues and also just kind of think about how they can leverage and deploy these, uh, these tools later on? What should they be thinking? What should they what should they be doing now to kind of get ready? Because obviously this is moving really quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think the guidance that I've been sharing and 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 listen, the AI um marketplace is evolving so fast. Um, but I think that you know you have to be cautious about the tops we just mentioned. You know, you have to be cautious about using intellectual property, you know, but it there are uh, plenty of opportunities to look at large amounts of data uh, that are difficult for humans to navigate and come up with conclusions or, um, you know, um, you know, I, I new ideas from uh, simply because it's too time consuming where an AI can make that much more efficient. And at the same time, I think that, um, you know, we can start using AI tools today, um, you know, to help us with um, the creation of of new material. I think that um, you know again, it has a wider scope of of information to pull from than we typically do as individuals, and I think it can help them. Um, so, and I and I think you know people are concerned today about you know is AI going to take my my job, right? And I think um, you know in the early period of this, I haven't seen anybody post on LinkedIn or I haven't met anybody or, or saw somebody indicate that I've lost my job to AI. So I think the concern about that today is, is, a um, isn't really founded yet. Um, well, you know, down the road, we'll have to see, I think we're also at the point where, um, you know, this is early on in the technology and people like any other technology have to, um, adapt to that technology. They have to learn how to use the tool um, because you know, listen, back in the day, if you decided when computers came out or the internet came out that you weren't going to become familiar with that, um, you know, you probably weren't going to be, um, able to keep up with everybody else who was. And so I think that's what we need to do with AIs. We have to become familiar with it. We have to understand how to use it in a way that, uh, allows us to become efficient at whatever it is that we do. One of the other issues I think that, uh, we're going to have to wrestle with is, authenticity of, you know, what's behind the content, because I imagine you can also use these tools to come up with some kind of uh, clinical trial or, or, or at least results or some kind of paper that looks 
real, but but isn't and could kind of be misleading. Uh, would you say that's also something that that market access needs to kind of, you know, be concerned with? Yeah, I think, you know, as I mentioned, AI today is pulling information based upon content that exists. Right. And so it's going to use um, its intelligence to try to figure out, does this match what you're asking for? I think, um, you know, there's always going to have to be a human reviewing what's been produced and validating that the information is a, you know, um, a good result based upon what you asked for and that it's it's valid. Um, and, and again, I think that's part of the reason why it's hard for me to believe that, you know, any, in any time in the near future, we're going to see AI replacing humans, because I think that AI is here to help us become more efficient. But you're going to need a human to 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 validate uh, the results. I think, um, you know, I went to South by Southwest recently and, and attended a, a session um, where the speaker was a, a proponent of describing AI as an intern. And I thought that was brilliant because, um, you know, AI is 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 going to be able to help us uh, and make us more efficient and be a teammate of ours, but uh, ideally not something that's going to replace us. How much AI and, uh, and uh, these tools like ChatGPT do you think we'll be seeing in market access a year from now? Uh, and two years from now, how much will will change uh, in in uh, our field? I think it's going to be significant. Uh, I really do. I think that the amount of tools that are being uh, created today, uh, I think as we move forward, you're going to see tools that um, you know will fit all kinds of different scenarios in our um, production type of um, roles. So for example, um, again, if you're creating content, if you are um, you know, doing some sort of data uh, analysis, if you're a programmer, I mean, there are so many different roles today where I feel like you can apply uh, an AI tool and get more efficiencies out of it. So I, I believe whether it's market access or you know, just about in any industry, a year from now, two years from now, you're gonna start to see more use of AI. Bill Pittenger, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. It was really interesting. And I'm sure when we have you back a year from now, uh, it'll be completely different. Yeah, thanks, Ira. Let, let's uh, maybe a year from now, uh, AI will be part of our uh, podcast. <laughs> That's right. Thanks so much, Bill. Thanks, Ira. That's it for this episode of the IDI. Thanks again to my guest, Bill Pittenger. You can follow him on LinkedIn and look for his market access and AI newsletter on LinkedIn as well. Be sure to follow the IDI on Apple and Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And to learn more market access and insights, follow Valuate on LinkedIn or visit us on the web at valuatehealth.com. Thanks for listening.